Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. It is Tuesday. That means two things. The Across the Pond version brings Andrew Henderson to us. And like a wonderful dream, Jay Truett every Tuesday (laughs) right there. I'm out of my bunker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out on the uh, I'm out on the lanai looking out over the ocean this morning. So it's a good morning to be back in. You mean uh, you're looking Lake over Lake. Stockton Lake? Is that what you mean? Oh, listen, last <laughs> last Tuesday morning was like one of the colder experiences I've had. Oh, I know. Oh, sorry for you there. It looks like you've had a bit of frostbite on the top of your head, actually. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's, just, that's just plain old gray hair. I get it every we're, We've got a really cold spell here at the moment as well. But here, tell me this. Before we go into the fact that you were wrong and there will be an impeachment trial. So I was wrong about what might happen no. on the uh, on the inauguration. I'm still not wrong yet. Oh, okay. No, I just well. told him that, but he wouldn't yeah. listen. How to many me. hours? How many hours have we got then? Uh, I think in about, I think actually in about four Four to six hours, this whole process may essentially be over. I don't. I don't really think we're going to have a full-blown trial. I don't either. I don't think Democrats really want to do witnesses. I think that's more. Uh, they wanted to catch Trump in a catch twenty-two, and get him to say no, so that they could, you know, use that as campaign fodder. But um, if if they go through that the whole uh, witness process, right? Then what we then then what you're going to see is they get 16 hours for their opening statement. Yeah, they've even got the, they've even got all the, they've even got all the um, they've even agreed apparently on not not working from five o'clock at Friday night to through Sunday till through Sunday. Yeah, it, yeah, but I mean we're we're talking about days of test days of just the opening statement. Then they go to the next step. Um, both sides get a huge amount of time for opening statements, so 30-something hours total. Uh, and then um, uh, 30, well, yeah, 32 hours total. And then um, you, you take the actual vote then at that point to see what the witness list is going to look like. And it becomes a process that ends, up, ends uh, at best like March 15th. You know what I'm really excited about for this impeachment trial? Yeah, what's that? That may or may not happen. Uh, That means that for the next 40 days, the Senate will not be screwing up my life in any other way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. I I, I posted exactly that this morning that, you know, there's kind of – I'm I'm a little bit – Andrew, honestly, you might be disappointed in me for this, but I'm honestly hoping that – uh, some people will want to go ahead and do the trial. That they'll. Well, I'm honestly hoping. I'm, to proceed. I'm surprised that you say that, Jay, because yeah. Well, I'll tell you why I'm surprised, and and it's a very mute point. Um, but I, there's a lot of I, concerns about this. People taking there's, there's now drugs like hydroxyquinine and ivermectin that are known to help with this virus, and yet we're still uh, massively increasing. The, the uh, vaccination program, which we both or all of us know 
has to have some big question marks over it because that none of these vaccines can have been tested over a year. So um, this 40-day delay means that probably across the world, another perhaps maybe 50 or 100 million, maybe more people will be vaccinated with some something that could be very detrimental to their health. So I I don't look forward to forty days of inaction. The Senate is not going to the Senate is not going to stop all of that from happening. It doesn't yeah. reside in the Senate. Okay. No. Well, you don't, you don't you think that you don't think that getting to the truth about what's happening with the election and stuff like that. You don't think that that could actually bring a halt to some of this stuff or not? Uh, no, not that. And you I, don't you don't either, Trent. No, I think we have to get to if we can expose Fauci for his corruption and uh, what he's actually brought upon human life during the Senate trial. But I don't see that happening. I think so that has to be done in other venues. So here's here's an interesting question. This is a bit of a rabbit trail. But after last week's show, I got a, uh, I, I received a lot of messages over my comments about term limits. Right. Um, yeah. which is fine, and we can talk about that. But one of the other interesting messages that I got um, was somebody had made a reference to this whole thing about Ivermec, et cetera. And, and um, uh, I'm going to ask this question to some people uh, uh, that, that really should understand it. But the, but the honest-to-goodness truth is, when is the last time a virus ever, uh, according to the WHO, um, this all started with a bat carcass, right? Not a bat, but a bat carcass. And when is the last time that anyone ever got a virus from me? I, I, I'm sorry. Could you? Could you? Could you? Could you? I, I'm a little bit confused about what you're saying here. It, does it matter where it came from if there are two drugs that are known to re- massively reduce? Um, the, the worst symptoms that haven't been actually given to people all over the world. That's now known. Okay. It's not, a, it's not, a okay. it's known. So why? All right. What, though, what, let's go. Yeah. So let's, let's go down that path that you, that you just brought up and it just begs some more questions, right? What does Ivamec use to treat? Well, Lice and mange. Mange, worms, parasites, pus, right? parasites, parasites. Yeah. And and that's something that I might find on a on a on a carcass someplace, right? Or, mm-hmm. or on a right. So all roads lead, all lead back to the bat, don't they? In that on that in that basis. So so the reason I even asked the question is is not to like make everybody put a tinfoil hat on again, right? That's not what I'm trying to do. It is basically to, but it is to get to the point that you're that I think that you are making. Which is that if, so listen, if there's something that is awry in the information stream here, so the WHO probably didn't tell us the honest to goodness truth, I think that kind of is a given at this point. Um, It's not the complete story. I mean, I'm not going to call them a liar uh, or say they did it intentionally, but I think they did. And so with that said, um, where, where do you go from there and where does that lead? Um, well, hang on, and, just and just on that, we have a we have a we have a, a, a we have a, a doctor stroke scientist from the University of Bath saying exactly the same thing. And also, when you look at the other drug that's been um, uh, talked about here, 
um, that that other drug. What was happened was that that was your own forty uh, fifth president that brought out the evidence about that drug. CNN wiped it. Said he was an idiot. Basically called him a complete idiot to the whole world. It was taken up by our BBC. And our BBC, not only did they hide the cops of chloroquine, not only did they say he was an idiot, they then looked at what he actually said, cut and pasted it all to make it sound like he was trying to make the world consume detergent. Now, within, within two months, I didn't know this until I've seen the evidence, within two months, everything that your president said, your, your 45th president said, had been proven to be true. And, it, and, and not only had it proven to be true, it was actually reported by CNN themselves, by the same reporter that actually said that he was an idiot. Why has it taken since the 20th of July, 2020, till now, or sorry, I'll be, I'll be specific, to the 21st of January, to the 21st of January, for anybody in the United States to accept that as the truth. And when the rest of the world looks at that, there are no coincidences. Zero. I'm with yeah. Andrew on this one. No my, coincidence. I mean, my, I'm not qualified to answer that question about what is, uh, um, you know, what works or not. But you can look at some. Um, you can look to look at some basic numbers in countries like uh, Uganda and other places. You know that people uh, eat um, eat certain kinds of medication like candy. Uh, to avoid infections from other malaria, yeah, other which insects. is hydrochloroquine right. is, is malaria. So those uh, countries, you're right, have half the levels. They have the same death rate that they used to have with flu and pneumonia. Yes. We need to go to a break. We'll pick it up right there when we come back. Lone Creek Cattle Company providing the opportunity to be a part of a brand of beef program. We're talking about getting the farmer, the rancher paid more properly for the quality of beef produced. And it's all driven around marbling and the inactive myostatin gene. The Piedmontese cattle possess two copies of that myostatin gene. Your calf will have one copy. That qualifies you for the program. Marlon Will has full details. We're going to double the certified Piedmontese numbers within the next couple of years from 25,000 to 50,000. Are you going to be a part of it? LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Back with the second half, second part of Rural Route after this. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Lewis alongside that runaway horse in the middle, Bandito Henderson and Jay Truitt on the right. From now on, we call him Bandito Jay, just so you know. Okay, so I want to go back to uh, – I'm not taking us away from where Andrew wants to go, and we need to do that. But I want to go back to the core because as a livestock producer, in the last two months, I've spent a lot of time asking myself, why does ivermectin work? Because just like Jay said, it's it's been used for parasites. And if this actually began as a, a part of a parasite on a bat, Jay, there's only one conclusion. This is not a virus. I, well, you know, they showed us a picture of the virus. They say they've identified it. I'm going to have to actually... Uh, I get, I, it, here's, here's it's a I mutant virus, actually. 
it's a mutant virus. It changes every week to just give us a bit more fear. But carry on. Well, uh, don't. I mean, I'm I'm pretty com- I'm not comfortable with saying anything other than at this point it warrants a, an A to Z look uh, all over again, and we can do that at the same time that we respond and we treat and we can right. update what we find in the investigation, but. Something is still just not right here, you know. And, I agree. Um, uh, it, it just doesn't make sense. Well, and to Andrew's point, it's clear we have two interventions that make a difference, and yeah. they're being completely rejected. By some countries, yeah. not all. Right, by some countries. Yeah. By the countries that we seem to care about. Because I do not apologize for saying America first. That's just the way it is, Andrew. No, I mean, deal, deal with it. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I think I, I. I. I actually should think you should say that. I say yeah, absolutely. Britain, I say Britain as, you, first. as you should. Yeah, I say Britain first, and you would not expect me to say anything else. But yeah. at the moment, it's America, two hundred and sixty ninth. So Frank has a good point. Finally. Uh, Jay, your old buddy Frank Rash. Yeah, he he said that he does think it's a virus, but it works because it triggers the immune system. So the the people obviously who are most dramatically affected are those that have a challenge to their immune system already. Mm. And so COVID has been, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying COVID's not real. I'm just saying is it a virus or is it not? It's real. There's no doubt about it. But clearly, the people who are impacted are the people that have some sort of a drain on their immune system already and possibly ivermectin is cleaning up ivermectin is cleaning up all of that extra stuff so that the immune system can really work on this does it matter right the fact is that they've that that in the past they've used funnily enough jay they have used on coronavirus 4 and coronavirus 5 in the uh, in the bovine uh, 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 spheres They've used um, ivermectin to to get rid of coronavirus in cattle. It's been one of the, the cures. So that's why some doctors thought, aha, this is a product that got rid of coronavirus in cattle. Perhaps it will have the same effect in humans. And they found very quickly that it did. Now, part of the problem with medicine is that you medicine, if you talk to a medical doctor, I've got a very good friend as a medical doctor, a very, very skilled one. He says it's a bit like this, you know, they give you the, the, the thing that's been proven to cure somebody. It's a bit like you sending your car, your car in for a service. And when it comes back, the brakes are all done and it runs great. They never really tell the doctor how it actually works. That's biomedical science. That's quite complicated. But there's enough peer review information to say this thing works. And it's the same as. You know, you relying on a mechanic to change your oil and water and make sure that your engine works properly. And, and to me, to me, it doesn't matter how it works. It's, it works. And it's been proven to work. And that's what the problem is here, that the WHO and chief medical officers from the United States of America and the United Kingdom have actually stopped allowing those drugs to be administered. One reason given for the hydrocoxyquinine HCQ. HCQ. HCQ was that um, that it uh, it could actually cause scarring and reduce the um, uh, your if you had heart 
disease, it could actually exa- exaggerate it. Ha- interesting, though, if I went and said I want to go to Botswana for my holidays, and 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 no disrespect, Jay, you do a lot of travelling at the moment. Maybe you might go to an area with malaria, and um, you might have to be having some uh, HCQ. Um, they won't ask you whether you've got a heart problem. They'll just give you it because it cures malaria. There you go. That's it, right? That is it. Doesn't matter how <laughs> yeah. does it, does it? It is that simple. So, Which I make it pretty difficult. All right, are you with us, Jay? I froze up. Yeah, your connection's not I, let me, uh, normal. Let me go out back in. Okay. So, but, and um, by the way, we're getting messages here that the same thing is happening in the medical community. It's, it, that's the real question to me, Andrew, is we talk about our political officials and you give way too much credit to the Senate and the elected officials. We need grassroots people to stand up and make this happen. And I'm including medical doctors. You can't tell me that there are not medical doctors all across this country that are starting to scratch their head saying, I think we've been misled. And when you get enough medical doctors that stand up and say, let's reevaluate this, it'll happen. That's the true answer. You are right about that. The only thing is that um, there's a saying, the horse is out of the stable. And it's it's not just out of the stable. It's, it's, it's running around freely and it's doing a lot of damage. And and the one thing that has happened is that you've elected, well, you haven't elected your current regime. That's another thing that's been well well established in the last week. So you have a rogue um, influence from the World Health Organization, and you have a rogue influence from an unelected government. I don't think America has ever been in such dire straits as it is today. Ever. I agree. You know? And that's why I say that if uh, I want to see um, democracy restored as quickly as possible for the public to see what's going on, so that the right decisions can be made going forward. Because at the moment, um, you know, you've been treated like, well, you've been thrown in the dark and you've been fed like mushrooms. So I don't know if you can hear me yet. but Yeah, you sound great now. Okay. The, I mean, so now back to the kind of the core reality of the whole thing, though, Andrew. Congress is not going to do anything about this. Mm. I mean, it's just not the way, it's just... Almost the worst thing you can do with Congress is ask an open Congress, uh, a floor debate that tries to analyze technical information or technical data, or even they don't even really do a very good job of trying to explain economic data, let mm-hmm. alone anything that is more complicated than that. And the and the reality is is that you're probably going to find the best conversations taking place in some. House Science Committee or House Health and, and uh, Health Committee, Health Committee, uh, which is focused on labor issues right now. But um, you, I mean, it, uh, impeachment doesn't impede uh, us talking about this at all. And nope. it, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we still have a trillion dollars left over. Um, we're not out of money anywhere uh, in the programs that really matter. Um, this whole debate about the next stimulus is just try to build some support for um, uh, stimulus checks going to individuals and, and doing unemployment. I get it that that's important too uh, in certain circles, but it's not going to really 
change the dynamics of, uh, of, of too much. I actually kind of think it's a good idea in the respect that it forces reconciliation, which means that we have spending caps in place. I like that idea, but um, that's the closest thing we're ever going to get to a balanced balance budget type amendment is to operate under reconciliation. But um, Reconciliation? Uh, uh, well, how do you describe that? I'm sorry. How do you describe reconciliation? How do you describe reconciliation at this point? I, I'm interested to hear that. Well, so, I mean, the process of reconciliation says that um, at some point in the future that uh, when they when they start to support increases in spending, you have to look for some place to actually pull that back. You actually have to stay within the realm of the budget. Uh, the budget is going to be passed and, and we're going to stay. Well, uh, budget, budget resolutions aren't really binding uh, in the United States unless they bind it on themselves, and reconciliation is a way that they bind it on themselves. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, look at my – I've got a reconciliation here. I'm binding it upon myself to say my clock says we're just nearly half over. <laughs> Looking at the facts and getting to the core of the issues, that's what we're talking about here on Roll Route, but that's also what Neogen is doing. Looking at the genomics and the alleles that make it possible for you to make improvement from one generation to the next. We have a boar, Beaver Moon. We know that his meat quality is fantastic because the identity test has told us that every calf is tested. You can no longer be in the livestock business without looking at the genomics that are present to make sure that you make as few mistakes as possible in those mating decisions. Neogen has the answer. Get details at neogen.com. Shining a light on your genetic future. Second half of Rural Route after this. Don't forget about the stand at Paxton County. It's on Netflix. Take the opportunity. An hour and 42 minutes to be exact. You'll find the parallels in today's world. The stand at Paxton County. Welcome okay. back to Raw Route, Trent Luce, alongside Bandito Henderson from the UK. Okay. Jay, Jay Truett. It was 13 below when I woke up this morning, Jay. Yeah. Oh, well, well, you need to cuddle Kelly, I tell you. If, you. if you're that cold, you need to cuddle Kelly. I love cuddling Kelly to talk to you. What's wrong with me? <laughs> hey, uh, 13 below. Who, who, who are you sleeping with? One of Biden's voters? My goodness. Yeah, no, my sleeping <laughs> partner did not vote for Biden. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, but the good news is. It. That was the thing that I was, that was on the dead people idea. Here's the deal. It, it's amazing how comfortable 13 below is when it's calm. We can, <laughs> well, yeah. we can take, we can take 13 below and five mile an hour winds. 13 below and 50 mile an hour winds or even 25. Yeah. Oofta. So, uh, Jay, I'm, I want to go back. To, I want to go back to the. Um, I want to go back. To Jay's the, got something uh, funny before we go. No, back wait, to that. Bill. Go on, say this, you know, uh, you put a turkey in the oven and he won't brag about it. it's hot, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, okay, so I'm. Well, I'm about to put your. That's two. because you put him in water and baste right, him. Okay. That's why. So, so you know this impeachment trial that isn't going to happen. You think it might be stopped in four or five hours, or we might have to sit through these 30-hour introductions or 16-hour introductions or what. But when we get to the point, and this is what I want to ask you, when we get to the point where the FBI is called as a witness to say, yes, they know it was planned prior to um, the president saying go and, uh, and peacefully protest 
your uh, and fight for your future about the election results. He said, but peacefully protests outside the cap the Capitol building. When when we go through all that, and it comes out that that the leader of Antifa was there with a uh, CNN reporter, and they now know that twenty of those agitators they've got facial recognition were either Antifa or BLM, and get this six. Ukrainian dissidents from a right. far-right fascist um, uh, clan, or whatever you want to call them, one of which is tied to Hunter Biden's company, Burisma. Yeah. And they're going to let that go out. I can't. But, uh, the, short about answer to your question, the short answer to your question is I don't think we'll ever see those people as witnesses before the Congress. Any of the people you described, including the FBI. But, keep, keep in mind what you and I know may not enter the trial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. But but at the end of the day, right? So what you're saying is that they're going to better manage this with, with the, this is, I want I want to just understand this. So they're going to allow mainstream media to allow the Democrats to put their case, but they're going to make damn sure that president, uh, president Trump's who's not, by the way, is supposedly not the president anymore. You're impeaching somebody who's a citizen, um, not a president. He's not going to be allowed to put his case, but they're going to be allowed to put their case. You're actually think that's going to happen. Uh, no, there's some version in between those two things. But, uh, but essentially, you're kind of right. I mean, understand that the Democrats do have a majority in the Senate, and so they they are going to be able to control some of those votes on what those witnesses go like. And an impeachment trial is, uh, kangaroo I mean, court. is not like a, a, a normal court trial. I mean, it's, so it's a kangaroo a court. political process. So it's a kangaroo court then? Is that what you're saying? A little bit, yeah. I think that's probably fair. And, uh, <laughs> Every court case trial. is that way. I, I yeah. need to be able to grab my book that a lifetime attorney named Fred Kelly Grant wrote. And the title of the book is Justice My Ass. He walks through what is supposedly justice throughout the course of his life as an attorney. Do you know what? So you you two really interest me because it's like you keep telling me that you've that, that it's just as bad where I am. My my because we don't choose. I've got I've listened to so many books in America about your justice system and been very, very scared of it. Given the fact that you have these jury picking sessions before trials and, you know, you can't have him because he's whatever color or whatever part of his background, you can't have him. Whereas in the UK, the, the I don't know whether you know this, but the lawyers can't pick who the jury are. They have no say in that whatsoever. And you've been conditioned to actually live in a quango. You're not living in a democracy at all because you none of you believe in your own justice system. Do you not realize that? Yeah, I realize no, that. I, well, I, I and, we, and, and we fight it every day. Well, I believe what do, you, in what do you think we're doing today, Andrew? Well, you're not really fighting, are you? Because you, you've just said uh, to me, Trent, that it, ah, courts, <laughs> give me a break. Nobody gets any justice in courts. Now, uh, just to say that, Tells me there is something seriously, seriously wrong. You've got, um, oh, it's, it's in Congress. It'll be a kangaroo court. <laughs> That's just, we accept that in America. We don't accept that here, I, you know. Yeah, but so the question, the question you ask me, though, is, uh, is, this, is the process, 
in the United States Senate something of a kangaroo court? And the answer, I still say, the answer is that's a fair enough assessment. Everything that's done inside of a political body uh, is a little bit of a kangaroo court because people aren't there. The, the, the goal of this process, if you're a Democrat and you want you don't want to see Trump even have the potential to be on a ballot in 2024, your goal is not to see justice done. Uh, I know we can all pretend like that's, you know, that everybody approaches it like that. But the truth is they have a political agenda and they're going to play it out. Here's the thing. Um, now, wait a minute. Here's a the couple- thing. Here's the thing. You say this and it's, they're going to play it out, right? And But he's been impeached before. Is that true? No. Well, he yes, was, but no. Of impeachment. No, no, no. I, I'm asking you. No, no. I want I, I, you both give a different answer there. Has President Trump been impeached before? Yes. yes, by the House, not convicted by the Senate. So you're both saying that he's been convicted by the House. No, not. not sorry, impeached by the House, impeached not by convicted the House. by the Senate, and, and, and but not convicted. So he was been impeached. So now they're saying, so what we're actually saying is the House, like at the moment, he's been impeached twice then, hasn't he, by the House? Correct. But yes. when it went to the court case, he, he got off the first time and it looks like he's going to get off the second time. So in American law, <laughs> in the kangaroo court of the USA these days, he's an impe- a, a twice impeached president who got who who's proved his innocence twice, but he's still impeached twice. That's you. You both accept that. Nobody's accepting it, Andrew. That is why we are where we're at today. The the people who've been sitting at home quiet and complacent for too long have finally woke up to what's really going on. And the reason he's been impeached twice, twice is because he's given people confidence to stand up and say, we're no longer going to accept this status quo, what we've been told is going to happen. That if you don't have money and you're not part of an elite group, you're not going to progress as an American citizen. The whole reason that we're here, the reason that what we Biden is booed in every bar and in every stadium when he gives an address at the Super Bowl is because people are tired of it and they're going to they're standing up right now saying we're not going to take it anymore and the reason they're taking out on Trump is they feel like he's inspiring people to stand up for the truth. But Biden won a fraudulent election and he's now your president for four years. So none of you. Well, you, you can you continue to put too much power in the hands of the government officials. You you, you keep yeah. giving them the power. We have amazing hey, things happening right now. No, we have amazing things happening right now in the United States. We have North Dakota and South Dakota, which have both presented bills that said we are going to take the right to not allow executive order to come in and impact our citizens. I say that there is a tremendous silver lining developing right now because the Tenth Amendment's been hanging out there. Nobody paid any attention to it. All of a sudden, everybody's saying, hey, I got to get back to states' rights. We should have never left states' rights. That's number one important part of the Constitution. Uh, I've got to say, if you think think those little crumbs are good enough for you, you surprise me because right at this moment, you are being infiltrated by a foreign entity that stole your election. It's we know that. worrying than a couple of years. All right, Jay, 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 yeah. go. No, wait, though. Wait, though. I mean, to the to the point that you made, Trent, I think the the uh, um, so people that know me know that I've kind of been on this like rant and, and campaign for a little while to get people to contact state representatives and state senators and make those calls at the state level. 
And uh, uh, best I can tell, tracking state legislated state legislation that's been filed all over the country um, <laughs> in, in the majority of the states, there's 127 bills on election reform that have already been filed at the state level. And I think that that is how none of them will go through. Given your given your your court, you, you're confusing the federal government with the state government, Andrew. You can't do that. Yeah, right, and okay. so it, it it's not gonna it won't be that won't be settled in court. Elections aren't a court based issue. Not at the end of the day, they are essentially uh, legislative uh, uh, legislative procedures, and we got away from that. Um, and what we still have doing it again, court. Jay. What's to stop them doing it? We still have we. So listen, we still haven't heard all the cases that are on the docket at the Supreme Court. It's just now starting its normal process and procedures. I know that you want something to happen, and I get it. I hear people talk about it all the time. They want something to go somehow or another to, like, turn back the clock. That's not going to happen. So, hang on, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. So just say that on the 19th of, of, of February, that um, both because Pennsylvania's... Uh, um, uh, Secretary of State's now resigned. Uh, let's say that both uh, both Pennsylvania and um, Michigan both go uh, to Trump. He wins. What happens then? What happens? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you make me cry. Nothing. When it's proven it's an illegal election, nothing happens. Well, what it what it what it will do is trigger a response to fix that issue moving and forward. And he'll still be president. Oh, give me uh, a break. Give me a break. When you've yeah. proven your election stolen, the guy's still gonna be in office? He'll give have zero power. Oh it might oh, it might, he's still it might be there, but he's gonna Oh, give me a break, Trent. This is ridiculous that you're both saying this. If, if it's that corrupt and your election, your your president's been elected fraudulently, you're going to leave him there? My goodness. Don't well, tell what you believe. What, what, I, I, we can't go into this in great detail. i got 30 seconds. Jay, close us out in this segment. Sorry. <laughs> now, the, truth, the truth of the matter is, is that we're going to, we're going to, we have to follow the process. And there are, the Constitution both determines when the president is sworn in that he takes that office until the end of the term. And you can't dishonor one segment of the Constitution to try to honor another segment in the time past. At this well, point, if people want to make a difference, the thing that they can do is contact their state rep and state senator and uh, everyone in the neighboring areas and make sure these pieces of legislation pass now so we have a time to actually fix this before the midterm. My God. The, the stand at Paxton County. Watch it on Netflix. We'll be back with the last segment of Roll Route right after this. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Luce alongside Bandito Henderson, Jay Truitt. All right. I'm just going to say this is how I see it playing out. When Pennsylvania and Michigan are determined to be fraudulent elections, I don't think we're going to go back and reverse what did happen. But I do think it opens a door for criminal prosecution of all the people. And that will include the, pe- the person, the people sitting in the White House right now and relatives. And then we really start restructuring from there after all the criminal proceedings have taken place and everything's in the open. That, to me, is the only plausible way forward. Well, good luck with that, because the, the one thing that uh, the one thing that you've all given me 
I'm, I'm glad that I've been part of this for the last four or five months because we are too, by the way. I don't think the UK really realised how how much of a banana republic you've become. You even accept it. That's the other thing that surprises mm-hmm. me as well. Nobody's accepting anything. You are. You're accepting. We're, we're following the law of the land at this you're point. You're accepting a fraudulent yeah. president. What's worse? Well, no, so finish, because what's worse is you've got a you've got a foreign invader here at the moment. You're te- technically, if what you're saying is right, you're at war. Technically, well, we and, are at war. Yeah, I was disputing that. Jay, go. Well, you're 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 going too far. You're going too far in in trying to actually uh, make the analogy. And I, I mean, the truth is, um, uh, to to Trent's point, we are actually following the law. And this no, is the not. way this is the way it's supposed to work. Was the election oh, was, was the election wrong? And did, yes. is the wrong is the wrong person sworn in? Yes. Uh, in the United States, that's something that still has not been proven. Did you watch I, I know absolute what proof? Think, I know what you think. I know what Trent thinks, and I know what no, no, no. Hang on. Did you watch absolute proof? Have you watched uh, it? You, yeah. I do want absolute proof. No, 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 no. That's not Did his you question. Watch absolute proof. Have you watched it? Have you watched I, absolute proof? No. Well, you, you so it, it. it is. Every, I believe everything in there to be true, Andrew. But it it, that's not it the court matter. of law, right? No? It doesn't matter. That that's where we all. That's where we all um, kind of fell asleep at the wheel uh, here. And to the point that Trent made earlier, which is the point, um, we paid attention to what was going on in social media and the media because we thought that that was where we were going to actually make a difference. What we should have been doing um, last summer was forcing our state legislatures to actually file suit against their own secretaries of state. That's what should have happened. Well, here's the thing. thing. Stop. 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 Here's the thing. In Atlanta... Your state legislature has done exactly that and subpoenaed everybody in Maricopa County and the Secretary of State. Do you know what they've done? They've refused to give the evidence. Great. Okay. Nobody, so that. So at the end of the day, right? So that's what's happened. You, you, you're saying, telling me you're gonna. There's been 80 cases. Only three have actually got to the courts. The rest have been uh, said that they didn't have the the correct evidential proof to be listened to so they they didn't listen listen to the evidence they just said it wasn't it wasn't statutory for them to look at those cases Uh, i'm afraid what you've said there jay is actually not true because your your law is not looking at the evidence at all and if they do the first time they properly look at it will be on the 19th of february and will be in two states and the evidence isn't when you say you haven't seen it, Trent. I've seen this program. The evidence. I, I didn't say it. that. I said the courts have not seen. Yeah, it. but the we've got to see it in the right so, place, not in a documentary. It's so compelling. It even shows, for example, in Pennsylvania, the million votes arriving at three thirty in the morning. It then shows quarter of an hour later those votes being counted. It's that obvious, and then it shows. All of the votes being switched, and they've even got the paperwork from all the different countries on the internet. They've actually shown it. Now, are you telling me that somebody's made that up? No chance. You're not. No. You're not hearing. You're no, not listen. listening. Nobody's saying anybody Nobody's made anything up. 
Yeah. Yeah. I uh, let me so let me give you a different analogy that maybe makes some sense. If you're if you're involved in a head-on collision, after the collision, there's literally nothing you can change about the way you drove 20 minutes ago that changes what just happened. The only thing that you can do is separate the cars, figure out who's injured, and try to and, and try to start over. Now, what you can do is if you know that that's going to happen all the time, you can go back and make sure there's a divider between those two lanes. In the Jay, highway. they never even there's counted the ballots. They never even counted later. the ballots. And I, I honestly don't want to see any more document. And I'm as conservative as you can possibly get in this process. I don't care what anybody else puts out as far as a documentary. I almost just stop watching them and all these videos because I know they're already there. You should care. You should. Because that guy's putting the evidence in front of people. But that's not the court of law, Andrew. But you should care if somebody's prepared to go and find out the truth. But what can happen, and I think this will happen, to be honest with you, is that from a a legislative standpoint, we are in uncharted territory to a point we had earlier. Uh, But the military is the caveat. And will the military stand up and say, we have a fraudulent president. He needs to be taken out, taken out as in removed. Will that happen? That's the question of the day. Yeah, probably is. I, you know, what we don't, what, what I'm not aware of any provisions for us to do things like special elections and stuff like that. Because if, if Joe Biden is not, um, if we were to try to flip Joe Biden, you also have to flip Harris. She's on the same ticket. And then what is the, what is the consequence? Who even in Congress has the right to vote when we can't really certify that uh, a third of the United States Senate was legally elected? They've all been sworn in, too. Where does, where does that actually stop uh, in, a, in a process? And, you, again, you can't go back and, and make that head-on collision not occur after the fact. You can only stop one from happening in the future and try to put the pieces back together. One thing, one thing I'm, Jay, one thing I'm not clear on constitutionally, and maybe you can shed some light on this. The Constitution says the president and the vice president are elected separately. We've been unconstitutional in our presidential election for my entire lifetime. Yeah. Are there there ramifications for that? Where, where, Where do we go from there? No, but they're uh, they are legally tied to the same ballot vote. When you when you vote for one, you're voting for both. But that's not what the Constitution says we do. The Constitution says we elect a president and a vice president. Uh, agreed. I, I agree. I, agree. So I don't know what that means. I understand the I understand what the Constitution says. I also understand what the 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 uh, uh, federal authorities have accepted for the states to put on their ballot. We don't. We don't elect those individuals completely separately anymore uh, because we amended the Constitution. We used to. The first guy got the most, and and um, whoever came in second was the vice president. We realized that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we elect them as a slate of officers. I can find the, the correct reference for that, but we've, we've, yeah. that's a set issue in court. At the end of the day, Andrew, the answer is pretty simple. We've had too many people too complacent. If we have enough people stand up and say we demand justice, something will happen. 
everything in the yep. United States is driven by grassroots. Grassroots needs to get loud. And we, when that happens, and if it's proven to be fraudulent, military needs to step up. That's it. End of the day where we're at. Hang on. The last bit is the only bit I agree with. The last sentence was true. Jay says, this, what the individuals do is has no bearing on this whatsoever. It's a fraudulent, corrupt regime. It what is. The, indivi- the individuals voted for President Trump. The fraudulent, unconstitutional regime took power. So the military have to take action because... <laughs> you know, what, what you know the worst saying, part of this whole story, Andrew? Rubbish, frankly, and- because... It's rubbish because you're actually you're actually condoning stealing of your election. No, well, I can see some. What I no. What, what I'm telling you is, if it had not played out ha- as it is playing out, if mm-hmm. Trump would have actually been sworn in, and no matter what he did, we would still have the majority of Americans complacent. We have had a serious corruption problem oh, okay. for a long time. Whoa. And the only way we get to the core of what's really going on is we live through what we're at right now. So what you're saying is yeah. if he'd have won because he got the most votes and nobody cheated, then the American people wouldn't have known how corrupt Congress and the House of Representatives are. Spot on. Okay. Right. So that, that's an argument. I, I, so that means I, that you – and you do agree with that, uh, uh, Jay. Do you agree with that? So to so to put to put a a point on it though, Andrew, um, tell me which government in the world is in the entire world doesn't have some level of corruption in it. There isn't one, but there right. but 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 there are a lot of freely democratically elected governments that may have a lot of corruption within them, but they have been properly democratically elected by the people. Unfortunately, really? you're, can yes. you prove that? I'm absolutely convinced that happens in my country because we have a paper vote that's counted and we have a and we have identity. We have to give our identity, proper identity when we go to vote. Now, your well, your system is, is broken because it has computerized machines. It had dropped ballots in posts and anybody could yeah. do it. You sent dead people, but voting voting uh, sheets. So you can't. Uh, we're we're miles apart as two countries in terms of our democracy when it comes to voting. I'm not saying either. Oh, you know, oh, we are. Nobody. I, I doubt that. Nobody. Nobody is. Nobody makes an argument that we we didn't have a failure in the election. But you can't. But there's a difference between admitting that there's a failure and actually proving it in a court of law. And at the end of the day, the one thing that either keeps us on the right path long term or it doesn't because we don't need to be in a mob rule or a media rule process here. You are. We need to work through a very steady and diligent process under the rule of law and our various state constitutions and our, our federal constitution. And the truthfully, I, I just have to say this, and I, again, I appreciate it, right? I set up till midnight some nights, too, looking at all the YouTube videos, because now I can do it on a 60-inch screen, you know, in my living room in a recliner. But um, the, the, the real reality is, is none of that stuff actually matters. It doesn't matter. I can make anything look a certain way on video, and I can edit the video, too, and make it look uh, lots of different ways. Until you actually prove it in a court of law, it's irrelevant. And so we're going to go through that process. People are just going to have to be patient and understand that this is what does separate us a little bit. 
we are separated right there at the end of the journey. A to Z, no GPS technology. The journey, oh, well, that's the wrong deal. We have successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America. Andrew Henderson, Trent, this Jay Truitt. All roads do lead to a roll route. See you tomorrow.